I've been struggling this week, dreading writing my sermon, because what do you really say on your last Sunday to a beloved congregation when you know you're going to be wearing mascara and eyeliner? What do you choose to say to remind them as their pastor this last time? how precious they are, how amazing their future is, and how immensely they are loved by God. A friend helpfully pointed out that leaving a place is sort of like experiencing what your own funeral would be like. And today you went just above and beyond the extra mile with putting my picture on the front of the bulletin. I mean, it's really <laughs> like my funeral. And so many of you have reached out to me with, with so much kindness and love and generosity during this time of transition. You have told me things that you wouldn't normally tell me because you know I'm going away. You have treated me and my family with the most care. And I feel as though I don't deserve it, but I am floored by how fortunate I am to have been loved so well by you. Recently, we recognized the anniversary of 9-11, and I was listening to voicemails from people who knew they were going to die and had been reaching out to their loved ones, because apparently life isn't depressing enough in 2020, and I make bad life choices, <laughs> like wearing mascara today. But I was listening to these voicemails and these words that these folk knew were the last things that they were gonna get to say to their loved ones. And they all said sort of variations of the same thing. They said, I love you. Tell everyone I love them, be happy. The jury is still out on whether I can recommend living through your own funeral. But it is an incredible opportunity to reflect on what it means to live a life. Paul wrote this morning's epistle from prison. He wrote with an unknown future at hand. He wrote not knowing if he would ever see the folk from the church at Philippi ever again. He wrote with the fact in mind that this could very well be his last words that he ever imparted to this beloved church. And he wrote, trust each other. Be good to each other. Don't worry. You can trust God. Rejoice in the good stuff. Pray and then pray some more. Allow the peace that defies comprehension and understanding to fill your hearts and your minds. Live in love. Likewise, the unsettling parable of the wedding banquet in this morning's gospel was delivered by Jesus when he knew that his time on earth was short. His message was, God will provide for the church. You do not need to try and control it or make it fit into the mold you believe it should. Flow in the spirit of grace and the wide welcome of God will fill the banquet table to overflowing with folk who you were never thought to invite to begin with. Surprise blessings of grace. 
Our journey together at Burlington Lutheran Church has been an experience of watching God fill our table to overflowing with surprise blessings of grace over and over again. None of us could have imagined five years ago when God called me to this place, all the joy and ministry that we would do together. We have entered into a mutual covenant of trusting God and following the Spirit. And as Raider said this morning, we have had an absolute blast. It is not an exaggeration that there are people here today who believe that they would never find a church where they could worship in spirit and truth. And you have been that for them. There are people here today that through the past five years have gone through heartbreaking tragedy and were held up by this place. You held them up. There are people in this valley who have renewed faith because of the witness of BLC. You gave them that through your faithfulness. This is an incredible place, and what you do makes a difference. It's made a difference to me and my family and so many more. So what do I say today on this last Sunday to you, my beloveds? I guess I would start with thank you. Thank you for your love, for reaching out your open palms to me at the altar, receiving God's grace at the table, for letting me baptize your babies and praying the last prayer over your beloved before they die. Thank you for giving me the honor of your attention. Thank you for having inside jokes with me and for teasing me and not taking me too seriously. <laughs> Thank you for loving my children and my spouse. Thank you for making me a real Lutheran. Thank you for joyfully serving God alongside me. Thank you for cookies on Christmas Eve and notes on clergy appreciation day. Thank you for holding me up when my dad died for hosting his funeral, for giving me hope with your love. Thank you. I would also say forgive me. Forgive me for the ways that I have not been enough. Forgive me for the ways that I've let you down. Forgive me for any way that I have failed you. I hope that if you've heard anything from me at all in these last five years that you would remember that you are loved just the way you are, that you are enough, that you are precious to God, that God thought you were an incredible idea, that you have a bright future, and that God delights in you. I pray that you would know that all the way down to your bones, that your true identity is, is as beloved of God. Our ministry that we have shared together has been so incredible. And you will continue to have decades of meaningful ministry with other pastors. But that does not diminish what we have had together in these days. And we are a part of one another forever. My time is short. Although I have evangelical roots, I've never been a long preacher. So remember, I love you. God loves you. Tell everyone. Be happy.
Amen. Let's stand and sing together.